You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, hey, happy new year. First podcast episode of 2022. I feel super stoked to be here with you. I've just come off like two weeks of a very low key kind of holiday, very cozy just hanging with, you know, the kids, doing a lot of stuff around the house. We had a really fun time. I have watched far too many Netflix movies and just like ate my weight in chocolate, it feels like. Uh, So I am quite ready actually to kind of get back into gear um, this year. I always find it's funny, you think you're going to feel like really refreshed and revitalized and ready to go at the top of the year. And I'm not really feeling that this year. I'm feeling like a bit of a slower start to the year. Maybe it's because of what's going on in the world with the pandemic or I don't know what, but kind of just easing back into it over here. Funnily enough, I haven't really set any big goals for 2022 in relation to my business. Like not really here to set giant revenue goals or anything this year. I just more want to set goals around how I'm feeling. Like I want to have more fun. I want to feel more joy. I want to feel chill and relaxed and just live life well. And whatever that looks like, I'm in for. And so I hope you're kind of going into the year with a bit of the same attitude and maybe not putting too much pressure on yourself. I tend to ebb and flow with goal setting. And so this is just where I'm at right now. Sometimes it feels great to set a big audacious goal and just go for it. Other times it feels good to kind of go with the flow. So anyway, in light of all of that, I wanted to take you on a bit of a recap of 2021. I find these always really interesting when people do recaps of their year um, in terms of business. And I've done a bit of a recap just for my own personal purposes um, and wanted to share that with you. We did kind of something similar last year and got a really great response from that podcast episode. So that's what I wanted to do today. And I've got some notes here and basically I just sort of want to tell you like what happened with my business in general, with my different offers, things that worked, things that didn't work, stuff that we're going to change going forward this year, and maybe a bit of like where my focus is for 2022. So if you're ready to dive on into all of that, that's what we're going to do. So let me start off with some of the bigger, I don't know, some of the bigger stats, I guess, uh, for me for 2021. We, in 2021, did over 3,000 sales. So as you guys probably know, like I sell a mixture of low ticket and high ticket offers. So we had over 3,000 sales overall for the year for all of those combined, which I'm pretty jazzed about. Like to think about kind of 3,000 humans buying my stuff feels pretty exciting. Um, Overall, from a revenue perspective, we did over 500k USD 
uh, in terms of all of our digital product sales. So meaning courses, low ticket offers, that kind of stuff. We also made additional revenue through like affiliate marketing, my one-to-one coaching clients, and still collecting some revenue from that old blog of mine. If you guys aren't familiar, I started online with a home decor and DIY blog called The Sweetest Digs. It's still up in the world, and I still make some revenue from that through display ads and affiliate marketing. So yeah, like a very financially great year for us, our biggest year yet in terms of my business, um, which felt really great, especially given that I was still, you know, we were still homeschooling until like we homeschooled the whole first half of the year from January to June. Uh, Then in July and August, we had a summer break and had a fabulous summer. And then the kids went back to school in September, and it was really the first time since the beginning of the pandemic that I had actual childcare and work hours again, which felt so nice. So, you know, it would be interesting to like go and see probably on average per week, if you took the whole year together, my guess is, is that I got probably around 20 hours a week of work. So it's very, very much like a part-time type of situation. And so the fact that I still was able to gross that much revenue felt really great. I don't have all of my expenses here right now. We haven't kind of capped out the full profit and loss statement for 2021, but we generally speaking kept a pretty similar profit margin to what we've had in past years. We didn't increase our team at all this year. Uh, We're still a very small kind of like part-time team. And uh, my biggest expense, as always, was into both, well, both team and paid ads are always like my two big buckets of expenses. Um, But neither like drastically went up this year, but we did obviously have a great revenue year. So profit margin wise, we're, you know, we still like looked really great. Uh, So let me take you through the different offers because I thought this might be kind of interesting to hear about. So offer number one for me that I sell is Course Creator School. That's a $1,000 program that I sell that teaches people how to create and launch their very first course using kind of like my sold methodology. So we actually launch it kind of like a group coaching program to start, and then they can turn it into Evergreen afterwards. It was a big year of focusing on that particular program. So I really felt like I like perfected the messaging more around that program, really worked on the funnel, my launch strategies, improving the sales page, you know, honing in on my webinar, all that type of stuff. I really kind of like continued to work on throughout the year and I saw the results of that. So we had our first ever six-figure launch with Course Creator School in the spring, which was super exciting. We did a five-day challenge and it led into that six-figure launch. I also wrapped up the year with an evergreen funnel for that program that's converting at around uh, a little over 4%, and that's with cold traffic coming from ads. So that, and that's when I say the 4%, that's like within that funnel, which is about a 14-day funnel. It doesn't obviously include any sales that come kind of like later from people who buy the program after they've 
gotten to know me for a bit longer. So that feels really good. That's like a great, you know, we're doing really well with, um, with that funnel and our ad strategy for Course Creator School. We had tons of new grads who had amazing success in that program. So we now have well over 300 students inside of Course Creator School. And so many of them had just incredible wins this year from, you know, kind of big, hefty first launches, like over 10K, to people who had been trying to sell digital programs forever and just never really got it and then came into Course Creator School and knocked it out of the park their very first time, you know? And we had such an incredible array of niches, like in the parenting space, the birth space, someone in sewing, right? People in uh, real estate, financial planning, marketing, business, all different types of industries and niches inside of that particular program, which just created an, an incredible melting pot of students. And I love show, I show up for that program every Tuesday afternoon. We have like a live coaching session inside the Facebook group. And it is one of my favorite things that I get to do every week. And so just, you know, being able to be a part of that program just feels like such a just such a pleasure. And it's such an exciting part of the work that I get to do. Uh, we also made a bunch of improvements to that program. I, I'm someone who loves to constantly uh, go back and improve, add new things or like edit stuff inside of my programs. And so we added in a few new components this year that really focused on um, helping people like prove out their methodology that they're going to use inside of their like course or program that they're going to sell. We placed a big emphasis on email list building strategies, a little bit more on like tech stuff. So lots of improvements there and ultimately did just shy of, well, about 265K for that program. So that was really exciting. Um, the second program, main program that I have is the Passive Project. And so the idea is, you know, if you haven't created or launched a course before, you come into Course Creator School. But then once you're a more experienced course creator, you move into the Passive Project, which is a more ongoing style of program where we shift into talking about more high-level marketing strategies, scaling, creating evergreen funnels, and really kind of growing a more sustainable business. So with Passive Project this year, we didn't really do any major promo. So we did a, a, like a bit of a live launch in January of 2021, but then didn't launch it again all year long. And I actually didn't have a funnel or anything running to it all year. We really just did the January promotion. We had about 150 members like be inside the program all year long and just focused on running it uh, with those 150 members. And part of the reason was because I was more focused on Course Creator School's marketing pieces in 2021 and just making sure that those really all got perfected. Um, and I probably will in 2022 now kind of shift to working more on the marketing for Passive Project, just to really get that more up and running. But ultimately, we still made about 100K from the Passive Project in 2021. And we shifted things a little bit in terms of how we ran it. We had a lot of guest experts come in. We stopped doing just like 
Q&A calls every month, like group coaching calls with me that were just Q&A style and moved into more like workshops and teaching different themes every month. And that really went well. As soon as I started doing that, I sort of started about halfway through the year. We noticed a big uptick in people attending those monthly calls. We had a ton of success stories really come out of Passive Project this year and so much like networking and connection that I could see happening amongst the members, which was so exciting. Like I noticed them on each other's podcasts a bunch and just really forming some relationships, which is really great. It was interesting. The people who I think had the biggest success in the Passive Project were the ones who also did a one-on-one coaching call with me. That's like an add-on that you can add when you buy the Passive Project. And it feels like those people were able, like that. the addition of that call just with me really allowed them to make bigger gains in their business last year. So that was kind of an interesting like note for me um, and something I'm taking into 2022 and just trying to see how we can make that more like happen more with our members. Ultimately, I wish I had done more like flash opens or some more marketing for Passive Project in 2021 because it's an incredible program. And so I'm excited to have the bandwidth to do that more this year in 2022. There's a lot of changes that we're making to the Passive Project, and it's I cannot wait to share what is in store with that program for this year. I'm keeping it a bit under wraps right now because we are doing a giant kind of like launch promotion campaign for Passive Project this month in January. So stay tuned. You're going to hear a lot more about what's coming inside of that program. And if it's something that you might be ready for, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to chat it through with you. So other programs that I sold or offers that I sold in 2021 Um, One was 52 prompts and the email kit. Those are both kind of related to improving your email marketing as a course creator or online entrepreneur. And I had run ads to 52 prompts all of 2020 really successfully. And then in 2021, it was interesting. I started like slowly and steadily, we started to notice a decline of the ads performing and our profitability for that mini offer. It was like a $27 product with a couple of upsells on it. And yeah, we really noticed a decline. Just, I don't know if it was the iOS changes or Facebook ads just becoming more expensive overall or just a more noise in the marketplace. Like there's just more competition for those types of offers now that they became just harder and harder to make them profitable. And so we still brought in 79K for 52 prompts and it's upsell email kit. But from an ads perspective, they definitely became harder and harder to run and eventually we turned them off. And so now they're just something that I organically sell or I'll do like a little flash sale for them. Uh, And we tried at the end of the year, starting to run ads straight to another kind of mini offer that I have called Workshop Wins. And so with Workshop Wins, I developed it in actually in 2020 uh, and just started selling it organically. People loved this mini program. It basically teaches you how to run a paid live workshop and use that as a bit of a way to like test out an online course idea. 
People are obsessed with this program and I just get the nicest messages and testimonials from the people who've been buying it. So we decided to try running some ads straight to the Workshop Win sales page because like 52 Prompts, it is a mini offer. It's 47 bucks. And they started to work kind of like right off the bat. So we had some really good success and we're, we're continuing to run those ads. I don't know if they'll how long they'll last for, but for right now they're working. For 2021, that program brought, that mini offer I should say, brought 26,000 into the business, like 26K dollars. Not that it was like our biggest seller, but kind of cool that at the end of the year, we were able to take something that just had like a trickle of organic sales and start to really dial it up. So we'll see what happens in 2022 with that program. And then I had a couple of like other little offers out there that I would do for flash sales, that kind of stuff that brought in some additional revenue. So those were my bigger offers for the year. And of course, I still do some one-to-one coaching. I really dialed that down in 2021 and only took on a handful of clients, um, like longer-term clients, just because of the difficulty with like homeschooling. I just don't have the hours in the day to have too many calls booked in. So I want to say I only worked with maybe four clients in a long-term capacity over the course of 2021. Uh, And I did do a lot of one-off strategy calls. So those continue to be like really fun for me and really very, what's the word I'm looking for? God, like very impactful for the client to be able to come on and get like a huge amount of clarity in a really short amount of time on a Zoom call with me. Uh, they have, like, people just love them. So I will definitely continue strategy sessions into the new year. Um, they were really fun for me to do. So in terms of, like, growth in on different platforms that I use for content marketing, I thought I would share a couple interesting stats around that stuff. So I have a YouTube channel. It's not something that I have been... I wouldn't say like I talk about it all over the place. It's been something that I've just, you know, wanted to slow and steady start to grow. And so we just started publishing videos. We tried for a video a week. That is still what we aim to do. We didn't quite hit the mark on getting a video out every single week of 2021, but that's okay. Um, We still did pretty well. We created like a really solid base of videos, I would say, on my channel. So instead of it looking really sparse now, when you get to that channel, it really does look like more, you know, it looks more full, which I like. I found a groove in being able to produce and publish those videos. I, you know, I'm able now to like sit down and really batch record a bunch and then be able to send them all off for editing and getting them ready to publish, which is nice for me. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. Interestingly, with our videos, our tech ones did pretty well, like ones where I reviewed a different piece of like online course software or gave some kind of tech tutorial. Those ones did well. You can see why like people go on and search for that kind of thing on YouTube, right? I also found that like, as much as I hate to say it, the like clickbait stuff also kind of worked, you know, like the ones that have really clickbaity titles where it's like 10x this or six figures that. It just works to get people to click on your video. And so not that I want to use clickbait titles all over all of my videos on YouTube, but if it gets them to click the video and then we can have more of a like 
thorough conversation in the video, you know, I'm okay with it kind of thing. So we also rearranged the strategy that we were using for content marketing so that the YouTube videos, like I would start with that as my core piece of content. And then once the YouTube video was edited, it would get turned into a podcast episode. So that's rather than like recording one type of thing for YouTube and another for a podcast, like there's just no way I could keep on top of that. I do YouTube first and then we can repurpose them into a podcast. And it seems to have worked really well this year. I don't think going the other way would work as well, but this way does seem to work. I had also wanted my podcast episodes to be a little shorter anyway. So obviously YouTube videos, like they tend to be in the 10 minute to 15 minute range. So I now have like nice bite-sized podcast episodes too, which I feel like is good for like all the busy entrepreneurs out there, right? I don't know about you, but I don't have time to listen to crazy long podcast episodes anymore. So we, we, I mean, we didn't have some giant year of growth for YouTube subscribers. We went from around 900 at the beginning of the year to just over 2000 by the end of the year. But again, I feel like I just sort of found my footing with YouTube. And I think that 2022, we're going to continue to make that a real priority. And now that we've kind of found our groove, I expect 22 to 2022 to be like a nice solid year of growth for us over there. And I really did find that even with not having a ton of subscribers, it already started to really work for me in terms of organically building my email list and sending people like into my offers and funnels and stuff. So definitely the ROI was there. In terms of the podcast, so we, I think we publish on average about two episodes a month. And didn't have a giant number of downloads for the year. It was right around 30,000 downloads, I think, for the whole year. So not huge numbers. But the thing that I find about the podcast, people like you, they are like, you're, you're a really active audience member of mine, you know? So if you're putting your earbuds in and listening to me for 15, 20, 30 minutes on a podcast, like that's some really good connection that we've been able to make that you don't get, let's say over Instagram or even email marketing or a short YouTube video. So I think that, that, you know, for me, there's still value in keeping the podcast going. I mean, I love creating it. I didn't do any promotion for the podcast this year. Like literally I, I would link to it in emails where it made sense, but I never talked about it on Instagram. Like I wasn't, out shouting it to the world, but I obviously have this like steady group of listeners, which is cool. So I've moved away from doing interviews. I've shortened up my episodes. I do now repurpose some of my YouTube content, the ones where it makes sense. And I'm going to be sharing in 2022, like more student stories, because I think those are really inspirational and interesting to listen to. And we have the name change, right? So we are giving the podcast a new, a whole new look and feel in 2022, which I'm really excited about. So um, no longer is it called the Passive Project Podcast. We are now called the Course Creator Show, which I'm really excited about. So all a bit of a makeover to the podcast. Um, now over to Instagram. Instagram is really the only like social media that I use in 2021. I don't have a Facebook group anymore. I don't really use Facebook at all other than for ads. I don't use LinkedIn or Twitter or TikTok or 
Pinterest or any of those places. I really just used Instagram. So Reels definitely did. I mean, everybody says this. They definitely worked for me this year. I noticed when I put an effort into publishing Reels, I had a higher you know, I had higher growth and engagement on those months, definitely. I wasn't able to stick with it all the time. I definitely had seasons of being like more active on Instagram and then kind of falling off for a while, which was totally fine. I just didn't put pressure on myself to show up with a certain kind of schedule and allowed it to ebb and flow. And that was okay with me. Um, I definitely do find that I can easily fall into being a bit addicted to Instagram and just spending way too much time like scrolling or going through stories. I'm sure you guys definitely can relate to that. And so for me, the more like I'm able to batch, let's say making reels or like prepping posts ahead of time and then just post it and then get off Instagram, the better. So that's like better for my mental health. So I'm going to try and continue to do more of that in 2022. I definitely had like times where I was good with that in 2021. And then I would get more addicted and have to like, you know, check myself on it. Um, I really did like using Instagram for the DMs feature because I found that I was able to connect with a lot of you guys in the DMs. We could have messages back and forth. I could like help you with any questions you have about my offers. And frankly, like, close a lot of sales in the DM. So that was pretty sweet. And then obviously using Instagram as an avenue to continue to like connect and network with people that I might want to collaborate with or partner with on something is definitely an amazing use of that tool. So I will, you know, I'll say that Instagram wasn't, it wasn't, oh, I don't even know my growth. I think I probably went from a, I think I had 10K at the beginning of the year and I ended the year with just under 14K. So like not huge audience growth more like just sort of steady throughout the year. So yeah, not huge gains that way, but definitely gains in terms of making like closing sales in the DMs. Definitely loved using it for that for sure. Email marketing, my favorite thing. You guys know I am always talking about how important it is to grow and nurture your email list as an online entrepreneur. I continue to definitely make that a priority this year. I went from 17,000 email subscribers at the beginning of the year to ending the year at 23,000 email subscribers. And we like included in that were definitely some major list scrubs, meaning I would delete lots of folks who were no longer opening up my emails anymore. So ending the year with 23,000 subscribers with like a fairly clean list feels really good. That's really exciting for me and definitely where I will continue to put my focus next year, or I should say in 2022. I've sent on average an email a week all year long. Some weeks had more than one email. It's still really my favorite place for connecting with all of you and creating content and building my audience and and making sales. Like hands down, 100%, I make the majority of my sales from my email. So I will continue to make that a big priority in 2022. And then I also kind of for the first time ever made events and like press more of a focus in 2021. So I ran my first ever online sort of like summit or conference. I did that with my like my co-host and friend Mallory Rowan. And that was called Growth Week. We did that in November. It was a huge success. We had like 7,000 people register, had an incredible, amazing, diverse lineup of speakers that we felt so proud to put on display. 
um, and invite into this like event. We made some great money from it. It was just overall a very successful event. Um, I was on a big number of podcasts this year, probably more than I've ever done, and published in a lot of online publications, including a really big piece at the end of 2021, which was being featured in like by Entrepreneur as one of the top five um, women in entrepreneurship or business coaches to follow in 2021. So that was like a huge moment for me. And definitely I will continue to like make press a bit more of a focus in 2022. Um, It's definitely something that always like the ROI always seems to be there. And I love connecting with like new audiences through other people's podcasts and stuff like that. So I will definitely continue to do that this coming year. Um, In terms of like personal life stuff, yeah, we balanced homeschool (laughs) and working until like June um, when the kids wrapped up that year of schooling. So that was definitely a juggle for my husband and I. Thank God we had my parents to help with a bit of childcare in there, but it was definitely, definitely a juggle. I would not have called that time like easy. We did have an amazing summer. So we were able to put the kids into some really cool outdoor camps and spent most of the summer outdoors at my cottage. We we became members at this like country club that was right on the lake, right near where the kids were going to camp. We basically spent the summer like when they were at camp just with our laptops by the pool and using the gym and hanging out and just being like low key but getting such nice kind of time to chill, which felt good after like all that homeschooling and stuff. So yeah, amazing summer. We traveled kind of locally, um, checked out some, like did some road trips. That was super fun. And then when the kids went back to school in September, in-person school, it was so nice to have that like white space and free time again in my day and just dedicated work hours, but also time for just me to be able to focus on stuff for myself too. So I really feel like in 2021, I took, you know, that all that pressure to like grow faster, have more followers, do like all the collaborations, you know, 10x your revenue, like all that stuff. I just allowed that to just fall by the wayside and realized, you know, what was actually most important was like how I was feeling, not just about hitting those numbers. And that it's also like, not always all of it is possible all at once. You know, like what are the things, I really had to look at my business and be like, what are the things that I can take off my plate? Even though I might want to do them right now, it's not the time for me to do them right now. And just do the things that I know will continue to, ensure that I have like financial security for my business and me and my family, but not feel this like insane pressure. And so I really was able to do that in 2021. And although sometimes it felt hard, not, I'm a pretty ambitious kind of goal setting, go getter type of person. And so, and I really did have to like dial that back in myself many times and, and it felt good to do it. So I also made like my health a big focus in 2021. So I was diagnosed with something called SIBO at the end of 2020, which is like a gut health thing. I really had to spend most of the year to like properly heal my SIBO. That was, you know, not only working with like doctors, but I was in um, a couple of like group health coaching programs. 
really kind of shifted the whole way that I ate, my whole diet. I was also diagnosed with something called adenomyosis. So I had to figure that out a little bit, really better understand like my hormones, all that kind of stuff. So that was a big focus for me in 2021. Another thing that I really kind of told myself was like, I didn't want to launch any new products in 2021. And I really stuck to that. I, you know, I continued on with the products that I already had and really just made them better and focused on the marketing of those products. And that really, I think was like, kind of, I could attribute my growth in terms of revenue to that focus. And really realizing like that I don't at this time, maybe things will change for me in a couple of years. But for right now, I don't want a huge giant team. You know, I like to be able to feel pretty stress-free about my business and dial things down if I need to and have a lot of white space in my calendar. And so the way in which I'm running my business right now can still be really profitable and have great margins and allow me to not carry the costs of like a giant team or, you know, huge expenses month over month. And it feel feels really good. I just, yeah, like in terms of more personal stuff, like I did some personal development programs. I did a ton of yoga. I really made sure to like work out as regularly as possible. This is all at home. Um, We bought a hot tub and a sauna for our house so that we could kind of like make sure that we were staying on top of like some self-care wellness stuff on a day-to-day basis at home, which we felt like, especially during the pandemic and the homeschooling kind of time was super important. I did a lot of reading this year. And to be honest, barely any of them were business books. Like I really tried to lean into just reading books for pleasure, like just, you know, stories and like great novels. And that was tons of fun. And uh, I love reading. And so like making the space to do that felt really good. We also bought and renovated a triplex. So my husband and I continued to like invest in real estate and grow our real estate portfolio, which felt awesome. And we put a bunch of money into just like investments, like, um, you know, index funds and, and the stock market, basically. So that felt good from a personal finance perspective to see some really amazing growth this year from our investment portfolio and our real estate portfolio. That felt great. So in terms of 2022, I feel like I'm really droning on now, Um, but hopefully this recap is interesting. In terms of 2022 and the directions, you know, I'm going to continue to focus on the offers that I have and making them even better. So Course Creator School, obviously, that's a huge focus for me, always improving that program, always showing up to like my weekly calls for my students, making sure that they are getting big wins and seeing big progress in their business. Same thing for Passive Project. As I mentioned before, we've got a huge makeover coming to that program for 2022. It's going to look so different and I'm really excited about it. Um, So more on that coming soon. Continuing to focus on my email list, my nurturing my my leads that way, creating like great email content. That's always going to be a big focus for me. I think I might, I'm going to be dabbling in YouTube and Pinterest ads, not right away, but that's something that over the course of 2022, I think we will like add into the mix. We've been doing Facebook and Instagram ads for years, like since 2017. And I would like for things to be a little bit more, you know, have 
like have a bit more diversity in the ad platforms that we're using. So we'll test some of those things out. I definitely want to obviously continue to do lots of like personal travel, you know, whether that looks like more local stuff, which it did this past, like in 2021. Um, We just did a ton of road trips because we weren't feeling super interested in getting on an airplane yet, but we'll see what 2022 brings. Maybe we can like get back to doing some international travel. That would be amazing. I think my husband and I, we, you know, we definitely want to buy another property, whether that's another multifamily or a vacation rental, we're going to like continue to look and figure out and just wait for the right property to kind of come up. But that's definitely something we want to do and continue to build our real estate business obviously putting more money into investments, like continuing to build that fund, because that really is going to be our like retirement fund. Um, I want to do some fun stuff. I want to join a dance class. I want to make sure that we're getting out for trail walks like three times a week. I always feel so good when we get out for those trail walks. And sometimes it's easy to let the weeks pass by and not really make that a priority. We also have a couple like renovation stuff we need to finish in our own house that has really been put on the back burner, including my office. Like when you see me in videos, it looks finished, but actually the video, the windows have like no trim and there's a whole second space behind my office, which is up on a third floor in our house that has never been finished, like doesn't have flooring or anything. And it's just used as a storage space, but eventually we want to turn it into more of like a yoga room. So we'd love to finish up that renovation. So lots of things like on the agenda for this year, but once again, like just you know, I'm not really set. It's not that I don't want my business to do well. And I'm going to obviously think about some overall goals that I want to for the year, but I just don't think it's going to be the year of like creating really black and white, hardcore, giant revenue goals for myself. My business is in an amazing place. We did really well this past year. If we can continue to see steady growth and I can continue to feel, you know, happy and like we're having fun and living life the way we want to live it. That's really all I can ask for. And I just feel super grateful for where we're at right now and just want to just want to have more of it. So, yeah, that's kind of really where I'm starting off the year. So that's it for this recap episode. It's a little longer than I had planned, but if you've listened all the way through, I would love to hear from you about what your goals are this coming year. What does, like, maybe you are setting big goals for yourself or really defined goals, or maybe you are focusing on how you want to feel, or maybe you have big ambitions for your business or for traveling or for your personal life. I would love to hear about all of those things. So if you want to hit reply to an email that I send or send me a DM on Instagram, I love hearing from all of you that way. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in to this first episode of the podcast for 2022. We have so much great content coming your way this year. I am just so excited about it. Thank you for being a loyal listener and I will see you in the next episode. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. 
And if you've already launched your course and you're ready to scale, join us inside the Course Club, my membership community for experienced course creators. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at Gemma.BottomCarter. I'll see you next time on the Course Creator Show.